Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. We are going to look at today a topic about, you guys may not have heard about this. I'm curious if you've heard of this term before, but it's called the Valley of Baca. It is mentioned only once in the Bible by David. And have you guys heard of this before, Gina or Kristen? Have not. No. I have not. I'm interested. Yes. You know, it's funny. I When I did some research on what the Valley of Baca is, and I'll talk more about this in a minute, but it's actually translated into the Valley of Tears or the Valley of Weeping. So kind of hmm. interesting. And um, Sounds we'll talk, encouraging. Yeah, but it's actually, <laughs> funny enough, it's really, it really has to do with the trees and like what they would uh, look like and the serum that they would drop and it looked like tears. So that's where it got its name. Interesting. But we'll talk about more about that in a minute. So. So really, I want to look at today, those times in our life when the days seem harder and the nights seem longer. So those times and seasons when we are struggling and suffering. And so the Bible often refers to these times and seasons in our life as the valley in quotes. And so, but I thought it would be kind of interesting to start at a place when you think of a valley, what do you guys think of? I think of, oh, a valley is the opposite of the mountain. It's the, <laughs> it's the, low, the point, low point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I tend to think of, of that as kind of a low point, a, a, a place where you're, you're not at the top of the peak looking out across, but you are in the kind of the depths trying to look up. Mm, that's good. That's good. I do too. I think of that too. Yeah, literally, I think valleys can be really beautiful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, oftentimes you're closer to the water. There's lots of trees, even if they are weeping trees right, whose right. leaves look like tears, which yep. I'm interested to hear yes, more about. Yes, um, But I think it can be very beautiful. Yeah. But figuratively, I think more about peaks and valleys, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And as in highs and lows, similar to what Gina said. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, probably more often than not, I kind of go to like, okay, we're talking about like highs in our lives and lows mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. Figuratively speaking. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when you look up the true definition, it's actually an elongated depression between hills or mountains with a river flowing through it most often. Not always, but usually, you know, it has eroded over time, right? The water has carved out this valley, right? But you're right, Gina, it is like a low point. And so often in our lives, in order to appreciate the view and the high point and the, you know, the visibility there, we have to be in a valley where we have limited view. We have very limited visibility, right? Mm -hmm. And be in that place. So, but that kind of brings me to the point of when you're in a valley, right? You have very limited visibility except for up. You can probably look forward straight for Mm -hmm. as long as you, far as you can see forward. And you can look straight up and probably see hopefully blue sky, not raining in the valley on top of everything else, right? But hopefully blue sky. But other than that, like to get a perspective or lay of the land, you don't get that. 
in the valley. Yeah. It always, like, in, in my mind's eye, I, when I picture myself in a valley, it's never, like, a straight place. It's a place of twists and turns. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So you don't even, you can't even see forward. Yeah, just then. sort of like what what's going on. I'm in this low, low place and it might be pretty like you're saying, Kristen, but not, not a place that you can see very far ahead. It is longer than it is wide, more typically. And it's going to keep you moving in a guided direction, right, Gina? Even, even if it is meandering, mm-hmm. right, if you've got that view of it kind of turning around. So um, as I mentioned, oftentimes there's a river running through it. So... I don't know. Just kind of interesting facts to start off about a valley yeah. before we dive into, you know, into valleys. I feel like you guys know a lot about the Bible, so I'm going to ask a question that I yes. feel like you know the answer <laughs> to. How many times, it, like, or I guess let me ask it this way. How many different valleys are referenced in the Bible? Do you guys know? Well, just off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gina, tell us. Yeah. At least 30 different valleys are yeah. uh, mentioned in the Bible. Wow. Yeah. That's one of Gina's superpowers. I feel like yes. I'm like, remember that verse? <laughs> and it was talking about this, and she's like, bam. Yep. Yep. It's this address. I know. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, so can you guys recall a time in your life when you were walking through a valley like is it something that really mm-hmm. off the top of your mind Gina mm-hmm. yeah can you think of that yeah it a valley to me if if you're going to ask at a time when I was at my lowest mm-hmm. um yeah long time ago um I was at the lowest point uh, in my life and really, truly just in so much pain that I couldn't see uh, any way out mm. of, uh, of the valley and um, really at a dark place where I, I genuinely bought into the belief that I had nothing um, of value to offer anyone. Mm. Um, not even my two young sons at that time. It was a a dark, a dark place to be. And I, I made a, a terrible decision and um, actually tried to take my life mm. and uh, woke up in the hospital. And I remember, you know, opening my eyes and laying in that bed and tears just running down my face um, because my very first thought was that I couldn't even do that right. Mm. And um, but very quickly... After that thought of I, I screwed even this up, um, I had the next thought was almost an overwhelming gratitude. Um, I'm alive mm-hmm. and God has a plan for me. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that I was like, I, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this valley. I'm alive for a reason. And this wasn't the answer. And Thank God I've got these two little little kids, and I've got to get myself help. And I reached out to the pastor of our church and his wife, and I was honest. And mm-hmm. I told them exactly what was going on in my life and where I was and how low I was. And in that moment, oh, my gosh, God was so powerful and surrounded me with people who just... Um, embraced me and helped me and got me on a path out of that valley. Mm. 
And um, so, yeah, that was that was an experience, and it's not an easy one to share, but it was a long time ago, and um, that path led me on a journey of healing that I never looked back from. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And it probably provided you, I know this. the valleys do this for me, it provides you with an entirely new perspective yeah. when you're on the mountain peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're looking out. It's like a, a newfound appreciation mm. for what you see. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, just a follow-up question to that. Like when we talk about having limited visibility mm-hmm. in a valley, can you – like what – do you remember what you were feeling then relative to like – I mean, essentially saying, like, I can't even see a day ahead. Like, it, no visibility, it sounds like, I, into the future. Yeah, totally feeling helpless and hopeless and um, not calling out to God in that moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just wanted the pain to stop mm-hmm. and was convinced that I was the source of pain. And that if I wasn't here, everyone would be better. Mm-hmm. Everyone will be better without me. So, yeah, just a, a complete, utter darkness. You know, um, it wasn't until I opened my eyes in the hospital that it was, it was light. I mean, literally light in the hospital, you know. And there I am, and I'm thinking... God has a purpose for me. I mean, I knew in that moment it was like the lights turned on and and the darkness was just like I knew I needed help and I needed to reach out to somebody who could give me the help that I could not give myself mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't dig myself out of the hole that I was in. And it wasn't until that I reached out to someone else and they grabbed onto me. Mm-hmm. and pulled me out. They were kind of like your tour guide in the valley. They're going to see oh, you out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were the, I know a lot of people struggle with um, the thought of taking their life mm. and knowing that that's something that you've been through and I think is probably relatable for people listening to this. Like, Do you, do you feel like you were contemplating taking your life for a while or do you feel like it kind of came to you one day as like, wow, this is the perfect solution to take care of this? Um, just the, you know, I think that it's a slow process. You don't get that low overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, truly I had someone tell me that the world would be better off without me Mm. you know someone was supposed to love me and that you know I had nothing to offer anyone and I listened to that voice and that voice was a lie I mean but Mm -hmm. in that darkness you know you you can't decipher truth from not truth you know and uh so yeah it's um it is a low place to get, and it is a place that, like I said, you don't get there overnight. It's a, it's a, it's a process, and, and clearly I was uh, suffering, you know, and, and wasn't um, seeing through things through the correct lens. I mean, even to be able to say, are you kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. that's a lie, what you're saying, and of course I have something to offer, but I, I, I was just at, like, it's, it was um, a long process to get there, and when I in that moment, I was by myself at that time, 
um, of just feeling like nothing's ever going to change and and maybe it's true and that everyone will be better. And um, God, I just thank the Lord for, it was basically a cry for help, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he heard me even in that. It was that I needed I needed someone to help me out of that. And, um, and the thankfulness that I felt honestly mm-hmm. was just so grateful. Um, and then when I reached out to the pastor and his wife and they went out of their way to make sure that I got treatment and that I got help and that I got counseling. And I was all bought in at that point because when you're that low and you've realized, oh my gosh, I lived through something I shouldn't have. And there, God does have a purpose, and I am going to start moving f- away, doing the opposite of everything that I had done, surrounding myself with people who could pour into me and pray with me and lead me to the truth and lead me out of that valley. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Thank, thank you for sharing yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. Gina, that, I, I think that's very insightful. It's got to be hard. It um, reminds me of this verse that we were talking about that I think um, your story kind of when I was thinking about it, I was like, it aligns really well with this verse. And it's Psalm 84, 5 through 7. And this is the Passion Translation. How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. He gives to them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward, and the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. Yeah. And you know in those really, we've said before that you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm-hmm. And it's true that when you are in a really dark place, that's not something you want to share. You don't want to admit it. And, you know, it's in those dark times that the evil one does his best work, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that is so true, you know, to find a pleasant pool where others, you know, Mm -hmm. only find pain. And it's just God is so good um, when you take a step towards the light, when you call out on his name, he is going to show up in big ways. And the sad part is allowing yourself to get to that low, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the furthest point, you know, from God at that time. Um, you know, you're not thinking about the reality. Not, no truth is in those dark moments um, because uh, God has a plan for all of us, you know, and a hope for all of us. And, 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 and it's not for pain and it's not for that. We get caught up in those moments. And I think a lot of people in just a moment of darkness, make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And um, and gosh, if we could just push through those hard times, those dark times, call out to help. It's mm-hmm. so interesting when you, th- you talk about your first and second thought. I recently mm-hmm. heard someone speaking about the power of a second thought. Yes. And yeah. I love that because... The first thought, you know, that enters into your mind, you have so little control over Mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, impulsive or just occurs. But that second thought, boy, that's powerful. Mm. And so if you think about your second thought, um, really recenter you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Grateful. Mm -hmm. And then 
where do I go from here? And knowing that the only thing that I could do was go and ask for help mm -hmm. from the people that I knew would help me. Right. And then, but I just never had any idea how far out of there where they would go to help me. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's God. He will go to any length and every length, um, you know, to, to meet you in mm -hmm. that darkness of where you are if, if, when you ask, right. when you ask. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to just revisit the NIV version of that, uh, what Kristen had read mm -hmm. uh, for the verse Psalm 84, 5 through 7. And this version says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And what I love about this, and I didn't catch it the first time I read through, but when I studied this a little deeper, the autumn rains also cover it with pools. If you think about autumn, that follows summer, right? So summer has been through a period of intense heat and scorching temperatures and probably very little water. And you endure that season and all of a sudden autumn arrives, right? And it's following summer and it is a blessing. And these autumn rains start to come down. And what happens as a result of that, obviously, is there's something that comes from that. So, you know, flowers and plants and greenery. Cool breeze. Right. Yeah. And refreshment and mm. relief, right? So, so important to say the autumn rains also cover it with pools. So, I don't know. I just, I think of that with your story, Gina, and I think about like the intense heat and the scorching and what you went through. And then following that now is the relief and the refreshment and the healing. And now today, look at that, like something mm. came from that, right? Like oh, there yeah. was, God does that. He takes those barren landscapes and produces something from that. Yeah, and all, it's always going to be something beautiful that comes from him putting his hand mm -hmm. on something, mm -hmm. you know, and what was meant for harm and evil by the evil one, God can take and turn into mm -hmm. something beautiful, and he has done that over and over in our lives. Right, mm -hmm. and so if we look at the Valley of Baca, it is mentioned only once in the Bible in Psalm 84 that was written by David, and this entire psalm actually describes the blessedness of relying on God for strength and joy during hardship. And what I thought was so interesting is the Hebrew word baka actually means to weep, uh, which is where they get the valley of weeping, right? And we mentioned it's also been translated as the valley of tears. So this valley, we talked about 30 different valleys in the Bible. This particular one was likely a very literal place that was located near Jerusalem. And, uh, individuals, mostly men at the time, would pilgrim would be pilgrims and go make their way to Jerusalem through this valley. And this valley was known to be a waterless and barren valley. So again, waterless, right? Keyword, waterless and barren valley. The journey was extremely difficult. The terrain, the desert, and also uh, just presence of thieves actually made this a very dangerous journey. So this was not only along 
journey, but it was a treacherous one and it was dangerous. And so, you know, thereby it gets the name, right? Not just from the trees, but like the Valley of Tears. So this really paints the picture of this is a difficult place to be. Yeah. Right. So, so my question is knowing that, you know, symbolically speaking in our lives, hardship, right? Valley Mm -hmm. of Baca, we're in that place. So do we exit this Valley of Baca, the same person who entered the Valley of Baca? That's, that's really my question and thought when I read this. I don't, I think it's impossible to, yeah, to exit. I agree. Out the person that you went into. It doesn't matter what You have hardship. to be sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Through the Valley of Baca. Yeah. Yeah. When we go through hardships, that is when our character is built mm-hmm. and God does his finest work Absolutely. is in those hardships and, and chipping away and smoothing out and, mm-hmm. you know, bringing the beauty out of, you know, we've talked about the diamonds before, the rough yes. stuff or the, you know, refining yeah. of the, the metals. It's in that hardships that that we come out the other end uh, a much better person if we allow it. That's right. I mean, you know, there's a choice in that too. We can come out of a hardship bitter mm-hmm. and angry, or we can come out better and closer Absolutely. to God. So it's our choice in that. I love that. Bitter or better, right? There is a choice in that. I also think it's interesting when you think about just our lives, right? I think we often look at kids and think like, oh, to be a kid again, no worries, right? And I think back to when I was a kid and maybe my like biggest concern was um, if I was going to get to soccer practice on time or, you know, if what I was going to get for a grade on a paper or report of some sort. But it's interesting. I, I do feel like the hardships seem to get more severe as you get older. Yeah. And you just have to deal with a lot of heavier stuff mm-hmm. as you get older. But when we talk about like each of these valleys really helping you build upon your character and actually like giving you the perseverance and the toughness needed to come out of that and then you're stronger. Yeah. It almost kind of makes sense that as you get older potentially you 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 see more of that because you're actually also more equipped at that point to be able to handle it if you choose to look at it that way absolutely and that's not to say that people don't go through really terrible things as a kid it's just it does seem like as you get older your stressors become like a lot more significant yeah adulting that's what happens (laughs) adulting (laughs) right yeah um and I, I think of the verse, you know, Romans 5, 3, um, which talks about, you know, we rejoice in our sufferings, right? Because I, I think about that and how we're able to really build upon each struggle, right? So as we go through the struggle, we change, we get better, right? Not bitter, we get better. God <clears throat> gives us the intended benefit through, and I believe in every struggle, there is a gift, 100%. Whether or not you open that gift at that time remains to be seen. And sometimes that's out of our control. Sometimes a gift is given to us, yet we don't know what that is until years later and we open that up. But there is a gift nonetheless. And so sometimes that gift can come in the form of 
you know, molding your character and giving mm. you a certain strength or a, um, another gift, right, yeah. to to bless others with. Maybe a ministry comes out of that or, or whatever. So, yeah, so I, I, I love that verse, um, Romans 5, 3 through 5, that talks about we rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. And so you think about like those steps, right? Perseverance. So suffering is where we start. And then that leads then to perseverance. Perseverance, we don't give up, right? Step after step. And from that, we have a character change or a character improvement. Mm -hmm. And from character improvement then leads to hope right? Because the Holy Spirit is with us. It does not disappoint. And so I love that because it sort of paints the picture. Um, but if you shortcut it and you say, we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces hope. Like, think about that. It's, it's sort of the process, but we never equate those two. Right. Suffering right. leads to hope. Really? Yeah. No, there's the the whole process, right? Mm -hmm. And like you had said before, Catherine, there's purpose in the pain, you know, and, and when we persevere through that and when we come out the other end and our character is built and and then the hope is that we can come alongside, like you said, and encourage somebody else mm -hmm. who's going through that valley that they can, we can be their guide out of it too. We can take someone by the hand and walk through that valley with them. Right. When you know there's yeah. the there's the part if you've ever been on a long hike, right? Or to your reference in Colorado, if tons of mountains to hike, right? Yes. So you start off yep. in the valley and you hike up all the way to the peak and you definitely get to that point of this like long, treacherous hike where you're you're like, Okay, we're all like I got this. We're almost there. Mm -hmm. Like it's kinda like your second wind yeah. comes out. And so I guess like how do we endure that? and change in the valley like how do we take that on in stride and mm -hmm. try and get to that place of hope mm -hmm. sooner mm. how do we do that I think by not resisting mm -hmm. right yeah I yeah, think the accepting. harder we resist it the longer it's going to take to get there but I think sometimes in the hardship and when we says we find joy in it it's not that you're joyful about the situation but knowing what's going to come at the end of that that we're going to persevere through something, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of that comes the joy Absolutely. that we made it through. You know, there's that. And also, if we look back to that verse, you know, it very clearly tells us, you know, what we are to do. And it says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of spring. You notice it doesn't say, oh, they happen to come upon a place of springs, right? Uh -huh. That wouldn't be the Valley of Tears. It's something that is requiring when we're having mm. to dig deep, no pun intended, but when you're at a place where yeah. you're like really struggling to get through the day and then God's like, oh yeah, and I want a little more from you. It's kind of like when you think about when you work out and you go to the, is it called the point of failure or the point where you work out so, yep. like you exhaust your muscles so much mm -hmm. to the point where you think you cannot do even one more repetition and you do it and thereby builds the muscle, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's it's kind of the same thing. You get to the place spiritually where you're at that point of failure. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do one more thing. And God's like, oh, but I think you can. Mm -hmm. I think you can dig this well. You yeah. Know, really? 
So you dig down. But if you notice in the message version, I love this. The first one that you read, Kristen, how it talked about, um, let me go up here and make sure I find it. Here it is. So when you talk about. Mine was a little bit more pleasant because you dig deep to find a pleasant pool. Right. (laughs) And you're finding the pleasant pool where others find only pain. pain. Yeah. So see, you're, you've got the right place to dig, Mm -hmm. right? But it, it's sort of like you do your part. And I have found consistently through scripture, and I'm sure you guys um, would concur, that when you see God work, he usually asks us to do something first. Like we, so if you think of- Because he wants us to make choices. To make choices and to do something, to be a part of it. Like yeah. we are, we he allows us to be a part of him working. So you think about Moses in the Red Sea, he had to hold his staff over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like God could have just parted it, but no, he's going to allow him to hold the staff and then it parted. Or, you know, you think about, you know, certain things like with I think it was also Moses who had to hold up the staff above his head as they were fighting. You know, Joshua was, Mm -hmm. was down below and fighting all of those wars. And as long as the staff was raised above his head, talk about perseverance, that's Mm -hmm. when, you know, they would win and he would drop the staff all of a sudden. No. So God, I think allows our participation in that. And when I look at this, I see digging the well, that's our participation. He requires it. Yeah. Right. Because the whole thing is when we're in the valley, we can sit and stay in the valley yeah. or we can step by step by step walk out of it right. and get out of it. Yeah. And it's hard in that, but uh, he's going to provide a way for us, yeah. but we have to be the one that walks it out, Yeah, you know? And well, and Gina, yeah. even in your story, right, I think that it was like you making the decision, albeit maybe it took a little bit longer yeah. to get help, yeah. right, to get treatment, to... Um, to take that step to be yeah. able to do that. And I think get to the point where you weren't relying on your own strength. Yeah. Oh, no, the strength has got to come from God. But it, like when we talk about co-laboring with the Lord, it's, it's a process and the healing process and a journey from being really broken to being healthy is a journey and it's step by step, by step, getting up every single day and making the decision to follow God and to lean into him and to not into our own understanding, but to so who we surround ourselves with and going through the tough, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's work to get well. You know, we yeah, do sure. our part and God does all the, the inner working of our hearts. But, but yeah, we've got to, you know, it's so interesting to your point of like, working to be well, Mm -hmm. I think that seems so obvious in so many other aspects Mm -hmm. of our life, right? Like you work really hard to be good at your craft, whatever that is. You work really hard to be in shape. You Like all these things we just know that we have to work really hard at, but sometimes spiritually in these situations, we don't work as hard to get Mm -hmm. ourselves out of it and co-labor with the Lord. So I think that too, just something for you guys to think about. um, And I I like to tie it back to like an actionable thing Mm -hmm. is we've talked about how to do this in previous episodes. So we've talked about praising God, including Mm -hmm. sacrificial praise. Um, We've talked about reciting and standing on God's promises. Mm -hmm. We've talked about prayer, relying on God's power, Um, And I think that 
that's important because I don't want you guys to think that we're saying like, oh, just co-labor and not providing any ways in which to do right. that. Mm-hmm. Previous episodes, we have talked about this. Yeah. And we'll and, link those on the comments too. Yeah. yeah. And there's so there's ways to be able to mm-hmm. help take that initial step forward yeah. to start the co-laboring. Yeah, you know, Kristen, even when you started coming and being a part of our our 10-week group that we had done with Encouraging Women, it was at a time that it was really painful for you, but you took the first step. Mm -hmm. You reached out. I reached out for help. The second you did, we were there to meet you where you are. God was, you know, showing you the way and then giving you all of the little tools, you know, that over the 10 weeks we give, over the the year and a half I went to counseling, all the tools that you're given— you know, so that you learn how to, to go through the, the next valley, not to go in so deep, you know, and to see your way through there. So, yeah, I, there's absolutely things that we can do and steps. And and we're in when we're in those really dark places and we don't see them, you know, we've got to just do the first little step that we can. And it's asking for help or opening our Bible or, or calling out to God and just saying, help me. I'm so weak right now. Any little step we can take in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it says um, in verse 6 of the message translation, even when their paths wind, paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep yeah. to find, to find, keyword, right, mm-hmm. a pleasant pool where others find only pain. So I, I find that so interesting because it's stating Okay, even when their paths wind through. So that's a given. We're already in a dark place. Mm -hmm. So when I read that, even when, it's like, yeah, you know what? It is what it, I hate that saying. We've talked about that before, but that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in the Valley of Baca. We are at a place where our paths are winding through the dark valley of tears. Now what? Right. Well, and God often won't do what only he can until we do everything that we can. Right. Right. So we we do those things, right? Obviously, we want to start uh and praising God is usually the starting point, which is very difficult. We can't just gloss over that. That is very difficult to do when and you sometimes are so in that praising dark place. God is just saying being thankful for mm-hmm. something. Yes. You know, thankful yeah. You're alive, thankful that you can call out to someone, thankful, just having a heart changing that you're shifting, you know, um, to having a gratefulness. It's not maybe so much that you're finding joy right then, but just holding on, you know, digging in a little bit deeper and finding a place that you can, you can say thank you for that. Thank you for... Who's here to help me? The praise can right. just be an, an acknowledgement. A gratitude. Yeah. So I wonder, because if you look at that verse in the message translation, it says, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. What do you guys think that that, where others find only pain? So we're going to find a pleasant pool mm-hmm. and others are going to find only pain. Attitude, maybe. I mean, could that be we're digging deep to find a pleasant pool where other people only find pain? pain. Yeah. Maybe they're not doing the digging. They're just sitting in the pain. Maybe it's their attitude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we could look at I, that I in different ways. I think of like, um, 
you know, the verse that says that uh, peace that transcends all understanding, it's, you can't explain it. It's, you're digging in the midst of your darkest pain. You're, and I just envision someone digging. You know how much work it is to dig? Yeah. I mean, I don't garden for that reason. There's so much work, right? You just have to dig and dig and dig. And maybe there's a pool down there that's going to refresh me. But mm-hmm. boy, I could really use it now. But I'm going to keep digging. There's that perseverance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep digging. I'm going to get there. So others that might give up mm-hmm. in this valley of pain, you know, Baca, right? This yeah. valley of tears, tears where they find themselves, if they don't dig to find that pleasant pool, I believe they will find only pain. So that requires our effort and to what you said Kristen like it's sort of like we've touched on these things and these ways to dig Mm -hmm. right praising God reciting and standing on God's promises prayer being in God's presence and then of course relying on God's power but then what what if we've done these things and we've exhausted ourselves and let's I mean, I'm going to not mention the thousands of other things that I'm sure we've all tried when we're in that place to just make the pain stop, right? Right. So assuming we've also done those things, Mm -hmm. we are absolutely at the end of ourselves at that point. And in actuality, I think that's the most beautiful place to be because that is the most freeing place because it's at that place that God is then able to step in and assume the role of, okay, now I've got this. And guess what? When we're exhausted, we let him. Surrender. We let him. Right. Well, you've said this before, Catherine, and it really resonated with me. God is not all you need until he is all you have. Yeah. And I think that no one knows other than him what's in the future. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is if you try all those things and it's crickets, mm-hmm. then try them again yeah. or try something different. Yeah. Because getting to a place where you feel like you are coming out of the valley is going to require your work. Mm-hmm. So you have to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else, Kristen? When you think about digging, you're still in the valley. You're not out of the valley when you're yeah. digging. I mean, and they were actually digging deeper yes. down yeah. into the valley. If you think about it, if you had to stop, <laughs> right. you mm-hmm. know, from progressing and dig. So mm-hmm. when you think about your pain and you're going through your pain, sometimes it is worth stopping right where you are and digging deep into God to get that nourishment and refreshment to continue on that journey, you know? And so knowing that you're going to get out of it, but you can't, you've got to stop for rest and refreshment. Yeah. Well, in the Valley of Baca or like the period of sadness, so to speak, can bring forth something good in the end. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that your co-laboring is going to help that good at the end. Mm -hmm. But if we look at that verse, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's Psalm 126.5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning, yeah. Psalm 35. So to me, what keeps me going and it is really the hope and the optimism and we've talked about this in other episodes, but like 
kind of like the what other choice are you going to make type of mindset that tells me that I know that I shall reap in joy. I just have to continue to put one foot in front of the other and crawl before I can walk, before I can run. But I know that I will get there. And I also know that me in this valley is a moment in time. Right. That's well said. And I I also want to point out that for me, what I my experience has been is that once I exit out of the valley, it looks very, very different, different. than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about finding joy and peace on the other side, we need to recognize that his ways are different than our ways, right? Mm-hmm. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So for that reason, it's going to look different. It's not. So when we think of relief and getting out of the valley, we need to already expect, guys, it's going to look different than we think it's going to. Mm-hmm. That prayer that you're telling God how to answer, he's probably going to answer it differently. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, and we shouldn't we already know that? Mm-hmm. So many things in our life turned out different yes. than we thought or hoped for or prayed mm-hmm. for. It's kind of crazy we don't like catch on to that quicker and I say we I'm talking to myself yeah but like we should know better at that point yeah like having lived through it you know what I'd love to and it's just that in this valley of of tears and sadness and sorrow you know when the bible says that that God captures all of our tears in a jar Mm -hmm. I mean in those low times He's with us and he cares, cares so much about us, you know? Yeah. Nothing like you've said so many times, Catherine, nothing. He wastes nothing. Yeah. So even in the hardness, the joy is going to come if we just hang in there. Right. You know, and I've said this before, but we may not see it on the side of heaven, Mm. certain things. You know, we may be praying that prayer every day for the rest of our lives, and we're not going to see that prayer be answered the side of heaven. It may happen, you know, we get to heaven and we'll find out more for that reason. But Mm -hmm. therein is why we need to trust. And that's one thing we really haven't touched on in the Valley of Baca. But I think trust is a key component. It it really is because so many times we want to ask why. Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Why am I here? Why can't I have this? Why why did you allow this? Mm -hmm. Right. As if why will bring us some sort of relief. But he doesn't tell us to understand me in the Valley of Baca and you'll have refreshment. No, he's telling you just when you think you can't do anymore, do more. Mm -hmm. I will give you what you need to continue that and do more. It's like my grandma always says when I say, why me? She says, sweetie, why not you? (laughs) I love your grandma. She's she's the best. (laughs) She, She reached out to me a couple weeks ago and said, What's a podcast? Oh, my gosh. Your mom and your aunts and cousins have been telling me that you're doing this podcast and that you even talked about me in one of them. And she goes, I don't – how do I listen to this? I love that. She's so amazing. But that's really the thing. It's like it's – a lot of this is just reframing your Mm -hmm. reference or your Mm -hmm. mindset. And it's like, why me? Yeah. Just ask yourself, why not you? Right. Like, why don't – why wouldn't you – have to experience a valley. That's right. And yeah. also, if we know that we come out of it better, 
Yeah. Then what a what a privilege to some odd, weird, right. sick extent, right? Um, but when you think about trust, um, Catherine, you talked about this quote by Corey Ten Boom yeah. that I really liked. And yes. it says, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw <laughs> away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and, and trust, trust the engineer. That's right. Right? Or I think about that a lot on airplanes. Yes. Right? Like, yes, I, I, I don't, do like, check in with the pilot to make sure he or she's, like, having a good day. Yeah. And, like, do you yeah. like life? Are you feeling good today? Yeah. Are you, like, okay? Yeah. Where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 emotionally yeah. you speaking? Just trust, you just trust. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. when you experience turbulence... More often than not, yeah. I think we all assume like, okay, it's a little turbulence. We're good, a little rocky, but right. I trust that they know what's going on. Yeah. But um, we're not as trusting in other areas spiritually in our lives, which yeah. is interesting. And you think about like an airplane, you can't see in front of you. Right. You know, you you really, all you can do is look to the side and even yep. that is limited. And yet we still trust, trust. that we're going to get to the destination. Mm-hmm. All is well yep. and good, right? And so, you know, when we get yeah. out of that valley, yes. look at the perspective of what we're looking at it from. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, now we're back at the peak and it looks so different. Yeah. We did it. And we wouldn't have appreciated the peak if it weren't for the hardship of the valley. That's right. So, you know, bottom line, there is purpose in it. Uh, we become better because of it. It doesn't feel good. We know that. But there are steps that we can take to help the process, to gain refreshment, to get what is needed in the valley to sustain us. We're responsible for digging. Mm -hmm. Right. We're responsible for digging. And you know what? The next verse goes on to talk about the autumn rains, right? So God's doing his part, right? So then he's bringing that from above. And it goes on to talk about, I love, I saw this quote and I just loved it. It says, just as the benign showers turn a wilderness into a garden, so resolution and faith turn disadvantage to profit. And I think too, um, just as we close, I I think there's a couple of key points that Mm -hmm. we've alluded to. And especially when we look at the difficult journey through the Valley of Baca, or the Valley of Tears, mm-hmm. um, and you alluded to it, Catherine, is really recognizing that there's purpose in our pain Yep. and being reminded that God wastes nothing. We said this, like we are responsible for co-laboring mm-hmm. and digging, even when we don't necessarily know what we're digging for. Yep. Mm-hmm. But God will absolutely meet us, sustain us, and give us what is needed to complete the journey. Yeah. You know, just in closing, we really need to trust the process and accept the journey. Like if we were to just sum it up, and I know that's hard. That's probably one of the hardest things I think that we have to do. But in the end, I think that's where God would have us, right? Trust trust him. Yeah. Trust the process and accept the journey. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, great conversation, guys. I loved journey. And if I have to journey through the Valley of Baca, I hope you're both there with me. Um, you probably you don't, but yeah, I do. Um, but anyway, so in closing, if you enjoyed this episode at home, please share it with a friend or a person that could benefit with this. And we encourage you to go to our website, reboundingfaith.com, check out some uh, really key things we have there in Gina's blog. And follow us on social media. And with that, we want to wish you all a trusting and rebounding week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.